Realms of peril and glory will begin after these short messages. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We'd like to thank our patrons, Curlauser Kate, Aaron Clark, and Gug the Goose, for their support in making this series possible. We could not make Realms of Peril and Glory without the support of our amazing patrons, so if you are one of them, thank you so very much. And if you're not one of our patrons, maybe consider doing so. You get a lot of perks in return, like bonus series, ad-free listening, and even more stuff. We've also just added all of the original music for Realms of Peril and Glory on our Patreon, available to buy as a one-off purchase, or if you are at the $8 producer tier, completely free with your membership. So head over to patreon.com slash lightandtragic if you'd like to get your hands on that. And thank you so much for your support. Again, patreon.com slash lightandtragic. Thanks. Enjoy! Welcome one and welcome all back to Realms of Peril and Glory. My name is Zachary Fortescom, Zach FG, and I will be your game master today. I use he him pronouns and today I am joined by five amazing performers who I'd like to introduce to you now, starting with James. Hello, uh, my name is James Barbarossa. My pronouns are he him. And my purpose in Vale is to improvise all the NPCs for the most part. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. All of their pronouns are their own business. Uh, and let's just see. Let's just see what happens today. Let's just <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, Maddie. Hello, I'm Maddie Searle. My pronouns are they, them. And I am going to be playing Isadora Ravenwood, the half-dark elf necromancer, whose pronouns are she, her. Uh, and yeah, I'm hoping that Horace Boneman, uh, her skeletal minion, will get a little look in this time. Yeah. Uh, Pip. Hello, uh, my name is Pip Gladwin, and uh, today I will be playing uh, fourth level dwarf paladin Torbrennan Crag. Uh, he, he's he's back, and I just realised <laughs> that I didn't say uh, uh, bless my jug, my dog jug priest. Dog. <gasps> so Fuck! bless my jug, dog priest. <laughs> um, uh, it's your boy. There you go. It's your boy. Uh, Laura. Hello, I'm Laura Gerling. I will be playing level four high elf bard Meredith Wimvir. Mine and her pronouns are both she, her. Amazing. And joining us for the very first time, it's our special Ooh. guest, Jasper William Godrein! Hey. No. Yeah. yeah! Hi, everyone. Yeah. Very excited to be here. Uh, do you want me to reveal my character now, or do I save that? Uh, let's save it. 
Let's save it. Save Let's it. save it. Right. Okay, hi, I'm Jasper with Cartwright, and I'm playing. The spirit of Morse code. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one last person that I'd like to introduce you to. Joining us from Pickup Recordings sometime in the future is Liz Campbell, who is picking up some lines for her character Zongroff. Uh, hi, I'm Liz Campbell, and I'm coming to you from the future. Uh, I play Zongroff Grauschak in the uh, first season of Vale, and um, I was told that my character appeared in uh, this here little series. So Zach uh, very kindly asked me to come in and open overdub James's very good personification of Zongroff. So you'll hear my little voice uh, creep it up sometimes. Um, I just like to be involved. So thank you. So if you're if you're brand new to Realms of Peril and Glory or you haven't listened to Veil vale before uh, or any of the other stuff, don't worry. This is a great moment for you to come in. Uh, we are playing in a world called Veil, vale, which is our own original setting uh, that we used in our first ever series and a few other one shots up to now. Uh, but don't worry, we got you. Uh, we are going to make sure that you have a good time no matter what. Uh, the game that we're playing is called 13th Age, which is by Rob Heinz suit and jonathan tweet uh you can find the link in the podcast description if you like it uh both those people are some of the designers behind dnd third edition and dnd fourth edition so it's kind of a d20 ish system and and you'll kind of get it as you go uh don't worry about it it's just gonna be a lot of fun uh so uh without any further ado shall we just kind of jump into this let's just fucking yeah, let's do, do it, it. Jump. Yeah. Jump. screaming into the action i'm ready let's go Welcome to the world of Vale. This world is packed to the brim with thrilling magical technologies and monsters that lurk within the frightening depths of forests and a handful of heroes who have made a name for themselves after saving the world. But more about them later. We glide now down to the northern shores of the great southern continent, Marwyn home to the Imperial Commonwealth. Across the horizon stretches the glistening city of New Harbor. Lights twinkle from the many grand buildings that beckon invitingly to all those who would come. On the outskirts of the city, the Marwin Express zooms past. The grand locomotive engine filled with scintillating spell energy illuminates the landscape. As the final carriage whooshes past, an enormous tent covered in sparkling multicolored lights is revealed. The big top sits ominously on the landscape, silently waiting. Up a dirt path leading to the carnival is an orc wearing the uniform of the Harbor Guard, the guard service that looks after the city of New Harbor. The orc calls out to the empty fairground. Uh, um, hello? My name is Captain Zongroff Grauschak. I'm here from the Harbor Guard. Is anyone here? We've had reports of a structure being constructed without a permit. As her words echo, the carnival springs to life. Music blaring out. The lights build and build into a blinding white before a massive flash blasts through the horizon. 
the orc, Zongroff, has vanished, and the big top sits silent once again, waiting. The following morning, in an unassuming, ivy-covered cafe called Cafe Pirelli, three equally unassuming-looking people sit. A high elf dressed in the uniform of a barista sits next to a half-dark elf covered in purple and black goth attire, as a dwarf wearing the uniform of the harbor guard and an immaculate mustache nestles into a booth along with them. Little would you know that these are some of the most famous faces in New Harbor. Famous because they vanquished a great evil just about a year ago. Meredith, Isadora, and Tor Brennan. It's been a little while since you've all managed to get together. What are you all saying to each other and what has changed with you since the last time you all spoke? I think Tor Brennan for now is he actually he has seen both of these two quite regularly, just not together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Torbrennan is sort of he's taken a he, he's he's leaning back in his in his chair and kind of letting these two like catch up excitedly, I think, um, and just kind of smiling and 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 enjoying their interaction. I don't think he's uh, he's he's sort of pushing himself too much here. I guess we'll find out what's changed with Torbrennan. <laughs> For now, he is uh, he is simply uh, a sort of relatively relatively new recruit. It's been a year on the job, more or less, um, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he is still technically um, <laughs> Meredith's kind of probation officer yeah. to a certain yeah. extent. And this is um, this is essentially a probation meeting uh-huh. between <laughs> you know your guardian yeah. and you, Meredith. <laughs> Uh, and and he is the uh, the watch's official liaison with the uh, the world's. I was going to say the city's, but the world's only necromancer, uh, Isadora Ravenwood. So yeah, Isadora, Meredith, what are you up to? I think um, Isadora's mind is not on uh, her deep dark connection to the power <laughs> of death, and is instead talking <laughs> with Meredith about um, her slightly uh, contentious relationship with the lovely um, Zek Tog Gralshak, who is the sibling of uh, Zongroff Gralshak. Uh, and she's saying to Meredith, well, I still really like them. I think they're great, but I just feel like, I don't know, the romance kind of stuff isn't going anywhere. I don't know. I would say, obviously, leave them I'm really into magicians at the moment. I feel like magicians are the way forward. Um, can Zektog do close-up magic? I don't think they can. Um, no, they've got like lots they... of lovely qualities, don't get me wrong. Um, they really have my back over the whole sort of situation with Ash. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, I would say just, just get yourself like two or three nice magicians. It's the way forward. Ooh, okay. <laughs> it's the future. Um, I mean, I completely support what you're doing I, I just think I'm I'm more of a like a, a classic monogamy kind of person I don't I think two multiple partners would be really overwhelming okay. well maybe maybe one magician then yes I did I did um I did want to ask about that um uh, Meredith um just in terms of the nature of the relationship it, Isadora mentions monogamy um uh, so is it a sort of 
a, a polyamorous situation that you have with these magicians? And can it truly be called polyamory if the magicians don't know about each other? Well, this is the thing, because they are so focused on their close-up magic. Um, mm. They don't really know what I'm doing outside mm. of our relationships. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it polyamory because, yeah, they're not, they, they don't know about it. We've not really, I don't like to put a label on things, you know, like no, I'm course, a free bird. Um, like I, you're, so you're, you're using misdirection against magicians. <laughs> yeah. Switch. Yeah. It's, uh, okay. It's almost, uh, it's almost poetic, really. Uh, anyway. Well, as, as long as you're happy, um, then that's all that matters. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of needing more time to, to juggle these magicians. So I'm thinking like, my community service to Brennan. Maybe we can wrap that up early because um, I've only got a week to go. And I, I just feel like there are so many more useful things I've got to do with my time. Um, I think it would be a... Arabella keeps promising me that Polydorf are going to be finishing that album soon so we can all go on tour together. Um, and and, and I, I would never want to, to keep you from, from any of that. I just don't... But I don't want to be doing it anymore. Really, you know, we're a week away and to fall now at the final hurdle, you know? I, I, don't you think it'd be a bit of a shame, really? Also, really um, I, I, yes, I'm no, I understand. Bored. That is kind, you do real, this is a punishment, yes? You, <laughs> you, yeah. you understand that, but it is kind of I feel of like not... the biggest punishment was the one I went through internally when I mm. reckoned with myself over what I did and mm. I think the punishment I've put myself through is far greater than anything the Harbour Guard could ever do. So I feel like they should just let me off early, really. I, I understand that. Well, again, it's not strictly the Harbour Guard's choice. This this punishment comes from the, the city, you know, the, 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 oh, yeah, the councillors. And, it, it, you know, we, 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 we enact that as best we can. Um, but, and I, and I recognise, you know I recognise that you've been through some very serious personal change and an amount of self-reflection that I, I honestly didn't think you were capable of. And Thank you. I mean, I knew I was capable of it, obviously, but thank you. I, I'm, and I'm genuinely very, very proud of you. Um, Thanks. But the city doesn't recognise your <laughs> internal struggle, you know? It... <laughs> It is concerned with hours. It is concerned with boxes being ticked so that we can say, you know, top of the, the, the piece of paper, Meredith Winbear has completed their community service. And then, you know, we, we sign that and then it, go, it goes away, you know? I mean, yes, it stays on your permanent record, but it, <laughs> in a sort of non-literal sense, it goes away. Me, though, at the end of the day. No, precisely. Also, you know, I mean, what's a rock star without a few convictions? Eh? Exactly. Exactly. It adds to my personal brand. Um, Precisely. So I think it's important to complete this. I really do. Just for the audience at home. Mm. What What did you do, Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the audience so, at home. So I know what we're talking about. So what, our, what, what was that that you did? <laughs> in In our first veil campaign, um, Meredith. You have to do this in the voice of Stanley. Oh, for it to make sense. In the voice of Stanley. Yeah. She veiled part one, true believers. <laughs> Check out <laughs> my <laughs> one. For details on Meredith's various crimes. 
<laughs> that's not what Stanley sounds like at all. But just, there you go. Just in case it's pertinent to what we do today, what yeah. what, what were you so, serving community service for? Meredith might have, in the heat of the moment, in a kind of fight with quite a lot of mind-controlled citizens of Vale, um, used a, oh, what was it called? Song of, of Thunder. Thunder. Song of Thunder. Song of Thunder. Uh-huh. Um, that may have uh, done quite a lot of damage to, to those people. Um, just a lot of innocent lot civilians. Of, yeah. And her ex-boyfriend, Ash, who wasn't innocent. He was also Not there, innocent. Yeah. Not no, an no. innocent. <laughs> None of them are dead. I'm pretty no one, sure. Look. No, there, were no yeah. there were no fatalities. Nobody died. She said she was so sorry. Just move on. For any new listeners, the main takeaway from this, if you didn't know already, which you wouldn't have done, is that Meredith is a person capable of doing actual magic who is dating three magicians. I just want three close-up three close magicians. Up magic magicians. Uh, I just, you know, I think that's important to know. So, uh, as you're all kind of sat there, you know, discussing Meredith's various crimes and community service um you kind of realize that it's a bit late you're you, that um is zongroff your friend zongroff should, should probably have been here by now um i'll take out my uh huge um very old school uh speaking stone um and uh make a real effort to try and work out how you... I, I know how to do it. I've been shown how to do it several times, but I tr- I'm trying to find the right number for Zongroff, and I'll, 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 I'll try and call her. How... how yeah, I'm how willing to mu- roll for this. If you no, no. I want to see how hard Meredith tries to hold back from helping you. Yeah, this is the thing. doing it for you. I was about to say, I feel like Meredith wants to just take the phone out of his hand and send Zongraf a coffee cup emoji, a little heart emoji, kind of four little figures holding hands, um, a question mark, and that's it. That's that's saying what she needs to say. So you pulled <laughs> Tor Brennan's phone away from him and sent mm. that message. I'll t- take it back and just be like, Oh, I, I appreciate it. I just don't think she's going to know what that means. I think she will. She understands me. She gets me. <laughs> I've made her a friendship bracelet, so I hope she turns up. You get no response. Cool. You get no response from Zongroff. Uh, and in turn, your phone does start to ring. Um, do you think, Pip, mm. that your phone, your speaking zone, is advanced enough to have caller ID? Do you, Pip Gladwin, think that's true? Uh, no, I don't think it. I don't think it does. Your phone does. starts to ring. It's announced enough. It's it's sorry. It's a uh, it's advanced enough for the uh, ringtone to be customizable. But I didn't know how that works. So the ringtone is basically just Tor Brennan's voice going. It's, uh, what? So I speak. I do what now? I record it now. So I say something now. That's what this button. That's that's the that's what my phone now? sounds like when I it rings. It Great! So I'm excited to sound design that. Uh, yeah. Do you want to pick up the phone? I just now. Yes. I record it now. Amazing. On the other end is ah, uh, Constable Crack. Ah, uh, yes, sir. It's Chief Venable, the head of the Harbor Guard. Ah, uh, Constable Crack. Uh, I'm glad I can through to you this time. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, still ironing out some of the kinks in, in the old speaking stone, sir. 
that's 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 totally fine. Um, normally, uh, normally, of course, I'd, I'd call the captain, and the captain would get through to you. But well, um, that's actually what I've called to talk to you about. Um, yes, she didn't respond to the string of pictograms I just sent her. So yeah. Um, well, uh, that and normally that is such a reliable method of communication, and yet here we are. Um, I, it, there's somewhat of a situation, uh, just a little one. Um, there's a carnival that seems to have been built just outside the city. Um, no, no, no permit, and um, well, I, I, I of course sent uh, the captain to to go and, and, and try and liaise with uh, with those people. Um, not, not got a response. Not, not got a response. And that, that was last night. Right. Um, I don't think she's enjoying the carnival. No, it doesn't. I mean, no, not really her thing at all. No. Um, too many fast moving things and, uh, brightly colored lights, etc. Yeah. Um, right. Um, uh, so Brennan, like, takes the urge, the the immediate urge, which is to just be like, I'm on it, hang up immediately and just charge at the carnival, which is, <laughs> which, which, which would, that's, you know, yeah. he, you know, he's, that's what's happening in his heart right now. Yes. Um, uh, but I think there's just, there's just a, a very sort of heated pause for which he's hoping <laughs> Chief Venable is going to insert orders largely to that effect. Yeah, so, um, um well, you, I didn't. Uh, um, I knew you would be busy this morning, um, so I sent. I, I did send a constable silver. Right. This morning, um, also no response, which is actually uncharacteristic. No, uh, tell me about it. Yeah. Um, so I've uh, also not reported back. No response. Um, and on top of that, we have had word. Um, from Athril that the structure itself uh, is emitting a fair bit of magical energy. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those one of those situations. You know? That Zogroth doesn't like. Of course, um, yes. yes. So this, thought, this, this carnival is probably judging her somehow. I probably. Yes. It's always something. Um, they have sent one of their professors. Uh, one of their professors of uh, multiplanar telemetry has been uh, uh, sent to uh, investigate as well. Uh, I would like you to to just go and make sure that that's all fine because their investigation style differs somewhat to the law. Of in course. some ways, you know? Yes. Um, I have the uh, Meredith Winvier and Isidore Ravenwood with me currently. Um, yeah, right. And they'll they'll want to come with, won't they? They they will, sir. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I can't... Le I suppose I can't legally stop you from doing that. Uh, <laughs> I and mean, thus you... I will tolerate it. Right. Good. Yeah. Yes. Good. So okay. go and check them out. Check 
check check that out. Make sure our officers are safe. Make sure that they're that the that the professor is safe. And if you really can't stop Meredith and Isidore from coming with, that's also fine. I think I could just sort of. I mean, they're looking at me right now as we have this conversation. Right. Um, Hi, could... everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I've, uh, this is this is when Torbrennan realizes he somehow when he answered the phone put it on speaker. So they've just been listening <laughs> yeah. to this whole fucking thing. Yes, sir. Um well, we will uh we will head there with uh, with all speed. Yeah, uh, please do. Uh, and um try we... to report back. Yes, if we don't um let's call this the last lot of folks you send in, shall we? Yeah. Rather than I mean, just keep I, on I sending I just, people I haven't in got any other options. Then, no. Tr- yeah. Well, I'm sure, you know, uh, but if Athril is involved, perhaps our illustrious College of Magic can work something out without sending people inside this carnival that appears to be eating people. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I, for one, am so excited to work with the College on finding out what lovely solutions they'll come up with. But yes, I would like to try and send an officer. Um, an- another officer. Another officer. A third yeah, officer. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, I've got a very limited set of options Sir, here. I understand, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, if you told me not to go, I probably still would. Yeah. Um, so, uh, thank you for working with me on this. I appreciate it. That's okay, Constable. Um, you know, you're, um, I'm questioning why I said pie before you, if I'm honest, but, you know, it's... <laughs> Well, look, we'll uh, we'll head he over there. He was so enthusiastic. We'll get we'll get Zongroff out of there. Uh, whatever happens, and if we find Pine, along, tried, if we yeah. find Pine along the way, then attempt fine. to get Pine out um, as well if you could. <laughs> <laughs> we'll report back as soon as I'm able, sir. Excellent, marvelous. And I'll I'll hang up. I'll like try and hang up about four times, and uh, I don't. And uh, okay. uh, it's the other button. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the red so, button. Yes, uh, that one. Good. Yeah. So, Amazing. Uh, I I presume, you, do you want to speak to each other about this, or are you heading right over? I, I mean, they heard everything, so I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll t- I turn to Isadora and, and, and Meredith. I mean, if it would be really difficult for us to come, I guess we can hold back, but if Zongrov's in danger, we... I really want to oh, help. No, I, look, I, I'm, sometimes I have to speak to the, the chief in a certain way to, you oh, know, yeah, yeah. I, nobody I'd rather have by my side in a scrap than the two of you, and indeed Zongroff. So let's go get her. How does that sound? Yeah. And also, Meredith? Yeah, we're talking so about I... that week. Look, let's get this done. Yeah. And then if your involvement in it brings it to a a happy, swift conclusion. Yeah. Perhaps I can speak to the chief, and maybe we just wave this last week. I think Perhaps. that's a really good shout. Thank Let you me, so much I'll, for I'll coming to a sensible decision. Um, and then Meredith's like already before that conversation even happened has like taken off her apron, her barista apron, and she's calling out to her boss, Lorenzo. Is, I'm going on break. Um, I'm going to a carnival where everyone's already. been disappearing. This was I'm break. Like, this was your break. This I might is your be break. back. I might not know. You are working Look, today. I'm so it's busy. It's me and you this morning. No, I legally no, cannot be I left think, with just one person I think you can hold down the fort, though. You can, you can <laughs> I do can. it. I, legally, hey, I cannot. Meredith puts her hand on his shoulder and just goes, Lorenzo, I believe in you. <laughs> what if I summon Horace and leave Horace to help you, Lorenzo? And the, your skeleton is trained in coffee. In, it's got coffee training. Yeah? I mean, I've shown him the ropes. 
Yeah, we oh, oh yeah, we had that hot chocolate party where Horace was helping me make the hot God. chocolates with all the different yeah. spices. God damn it, I'll like, work it out. God damn it, I will mornings. work it out. I don't want to make my own coffee. I just get Isadora to summon Horace and, and he, he makes me one. I will I will work it out, I guess. I will run the I will run the cafe with a skeleton. I'll do it if that's what <laughs> I have. Amazing. Bye. Oh god. Why, why are you still here? You see you you all leave the cafe as Horace emerges from a portal this like this skeletal figure that like has this flapping jaw and a bow on his head and just goes and starts like pulling shots of espresso badly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Milk like flying everywhere. More more heat, less foam, Horace. More, more heat, heat, less foam. This is a bad latte. And you all head over to the outskirts of New Harbor City. Um, as you go, uh, you are walking through the Ivy Lanes and you find yourself passing the Ash Lanes uh, until finally you reach the city limits. And there on the horizon, you begin to see this shape of a large tent, this big top that has been erected with this large, uh, with this kind of enormous tunnel in front of it, like an entranceway, this arched entranceway. Uh, lights start to blink all around. Uh, the carnival is clearly open for business. You see a handful of patrons enter into the establishment um, and you hear this organ and like harmonica, uh, melodica music playing as you get closer. Um, and well, is it door? Are there any Harbor Guard like in the vicinity? Oh no, not at all. So just people just freely just wandering into this yep. thing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Isadora, you spy. Uh, I I assume doing some kind of magical readings, snooping about the place. Uh, is a professor that you've met before. Uh, Jasper, could you give us a little description of what this this fella looks like? Yes, of course. So, uh, uh, and um, Andos uh, Vir Sindarin uh, is a uh, relatively tall uh, orc who is slightly hunched over, uh, wearing these long flowing robes. You see that he has a kind of like shimmery, uh, uh, almost like oil slick uh, over his uh, like orangey skin, and uh, his right eye is actually glowing a, uh, a faint purple color. Um, he, yeah, he's kind of hunched over at the moment he's actually uh, ducked behind a bush currently sort of uh, I think it's it sort of it, you can only assume in his mind he's being stealthy um, and he has this sort of long metal uh, staff which is currently sort of fanned open at the top and there's um, almost like a, a child's uh, kind of like playmobile you know the, the thing the, the dials that go over the top of the, the cribs kind of like one of those but it's got these little planets uh, things attached to them and it's sort of whirring and buzzing around and he's sort of looking at it and uh, uh, is making some mental notes uh, currently and um, yeah he's he's got a uh, a excited but slightly wild fervor around him currently he is looking at extremely uh, uh, yeah he, he is like solely focused on this carnival um, and looking kind of concerned about the amount of people that are, that are piling on in there 
Oh, I, th- I think that's Professor Tindarin over there. Do you think that's the, the, the one that they sent from uh, Athril to check this out? It's a fair bet. Okay, shall we... Well, uh, it seems busy. Isadora, you can hold space. You can... You're valid. And... Uh, <laughs> okay. Approach him with confidence. Yeah. And uh, uh, you, this, you've, you've got, got this. this. And we're right behind you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, Isadora, because I think you might have known uh, uh, Professor Sindarin from sort of before. I think, like, he... He's kind of a, uh, he's, he's always like, you only get into his classes if you take like very specific subjects. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And like most people give him a wide berth, like not that he, uh, uh, he's not like ever done anything to anyone, but he's just, he's extremely eccentric and will insist on explaining uh, interplanar telemetry to you, uh, regardless of whether <laughs> you ask him. Like any question you ask him will, re- will like kind of revert back to that one conversation. Nice, excellent. Um, yeah, Isadora will tentatively um, step over and say, um, "Excuse me." <laughs> One second, You're throwing off the readings, and ooh, interesting. Yes, what can I do for you? Ah, Isadora, if it isn't my favorite little necromancer, how are you doing? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Yes, um, I'm just here with, um, with Constable ooh. Craig and Meredith. Constable Bavir. Craig, hello, hello, hello. Pleasure to meet you. Hello, and uh, you are? Meredith Winvere. Uh, um, uh, yes, Meredith Winvere, uh, aspiring um, musician and uh, criminal. How oh. are... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, criminal. no. Um, it's not... Marvelous. What? Current, no. Sort of an active situation, probably not the best place for a uh, criminal, but uh, I will uh, will make do, I guess. <laughs> reforming, refor- reforming criminal. Ah, good. Look, good for you. I made, I made a you. mistake once. Um... <laughs> Hey, haven't we all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Professor Sindarin will know that uh, when I was experimenting with my channel life spell, I accidentally sucked the life out of all the plants in one of the greenhouses at uh, Arthril. So, yeah, we, we all make mistakes. Uh, it's not just it's not just Meredith. Yeah. Yes, but those herbologists needed a little bit of a uh, kick in the butt anyway, so <laughs> got them doing some actual work for once, which is good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just them and their... Fertilizer. Silly plants. Yeah, exactly. What's the point, anyway? A bush is a bush, you know? So, um... Yes. What can I do for you? I'm obviously quite busy here, so... You were sent here by the, the college. Athril has sent you here to ascertain the nature of this <laughs> kind of... Athril, send me! Send me! They don't give me orders. I do what I will. I have been tracking this carnival now for many a moon and they didn't believe me ha! didn't say it was real no 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 despite all the eyewitness accounts i have of this very carnival popping up out of nowhere <laughs> oh no they didn't believe me but now they're listening because it's on their own doorstep oh yes they'll hear me now <laughs> well good send good. me indeed send me no, I, I meant to cause yeah, he no actually, I think, offense. Uh, I think Andos is actually going to look around and just double check they didn't send anyone else. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, wait, did they actually send? Like, no, wait, they must have sent someone they trust. <laughs> By the cut of one of the clothes of one of the patrons, you think for a half second that that might be one of your colleagues, but mm-hmm. up, up to you how you react to that. But Greg? Oh, I thought that... Sorry. Okay, so it's maybe less that less that they sent him and more that they like they saw <laughs> him leave and were like, oh, okay, yeah, he's 
He's going. That's where he's going. Yeah, they saw you marching out of the yeah, building. Yeah, We're like, was... well, that seems to have solved itself. Um. So you are. Uh, are you? Are you also here to investigate the carnival? Is that? Uh, is that what you're doing here? Yes, we. Um... We, we have some, well, a nice gesture to all the people just wandering in. Um, we have reports that people are going in and not coming out, mm. and we have a number of uh, uh, officers who have gone in to investigate who also have not come out or reported yes. back. So whatever it is that's going on Yes, someone's on in going there. to get stabbed to death tonight, yes. Excuse me? Right. right. Mm, yes, someone's going to get stabbed to death. Is this... Is that what they ha- Happens every time. Happens every time. Someone every, gets stabbed every, to death in the carnival. Every time what, at a carnival, right? No, 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 I no, no, see. no, no, this no, 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 no. At this, at this carnival, at this carnival, my friend. There, come close, come close, come close. <laughs> I have been tracking the appearance of this phenomenon for some time now, and every single time it appears, every single time, everyone feels as a lure of this pool to go inside of the carnival, and then when they get there. Something happens, something crazy, some confluence of events that leads to the patrons themselves, in some instances, taking out a knife and stabbing one poor unfortunate soul. Right. And so I'm... Honestly, I kind of always just studied it. I didn't really come up with a plan how to stop it, but we probably should try. Because we don't want someone to, you know die and someone and for all these people here to be criminals mm. like this uh, young lady here you know uh, <laughs> I, I never stabbed anyone um also no one died like oh. no one no one actually this died also true. i was just really i was in a really bad place you know like i just had like a really intense breakup um oh i'm so sorry my dear i think i may have given you the uh uh uh, uh, i may have uh, maybe perhaps made you think that i care about your um uh felix i I don't i I, (laughs) I, I, I don't uh, um this is a very monumental moment for me i i am we need to stop someone from dying perhaps you could reform yourself as your as your your crooked ways by helping us in the in the carnival. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm hmm? gonna do my thing. I'm gonna I'm here to help, but I'm not here to help you specifically. I'm That's here fine. to help all of I'm these people. I'm not here people. to help you um, No, exactly. Um, <laughs> good, good. No, I don't look, care now, about your thing at all. Um, now that, now that we've cool. all established, don't care about we, my thing. Why would you care about my thing? Care. I don't care about your thing. We don't care mm. about each other's things. We're strangers. Why would we? Yeah. I'm happy to help anyone that they need. <laughs> Isadora, how many times have we been over this? You've got to look out for number one. You. You're the most important person in the world. To you, not to me. I don't care about you. I don't care about anyone but me. That's how okay. it should work. Creatures okay. are fundamentally selfish. Well, that's a very bleak way of looking at the world, but okay, sure. I'm having a great time. I love me. I love spending time with me. This is great. Why would you not want to spend, why would you want to spend time with anyone else? Anyway, would you guys looking, help me? Stop I'm looking with forever. genuine worry. From this, from this adult in a position of authority to these two impressionable teenagers, just like I'm oh 22 no, this well, to me, yeah, yeah, teenager. Teenager. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that. yeah, dwarves have a longer lifespan. It makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, yes, good. Um, uh, yes, I feel your insight would be um, invaluable, uh, Professor Sindarin. So perhaps we should head inside. 
Yes, well, I'm just doing some readings out here just to make sure that uh, I'm trying to uh, assess what it is that lures people to it. Because what I'm trying to do is stop us from being in a position where we might get overcome with the with the carnival's uh, uh, mind-bending magics that might, you know, take over and possess our bodies and force us to all be dastardly evil little criminals like Meredith. I resent that. Oh, um, <laughs> Meredith and I have a have a spell that we can cast together that. Um, removes mind control. We do. Yes, we have, um, I forgot we, we can do that. Yeah. Before I forgot you could do that. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is, sounds good. This is good. This is great. This is this is showing such growth from you already, Meredith. I'm I I am I am the beginnings of proud of you. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know nothing about me. Um, ah, Meredith, I am a teacher and have been so for some time. And let me tell you, I know you and your kind. Yes, I've <laughs> come across quite a few students like you, but trust there's me. There's no one like me. I'm one of a kind. Um, anyway, <sighs> what I think we should do What a fascinatingly is... false statement. Shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Laura. No, I, I love it. it. I love this is <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Finally, Meredith has met her match. <laughs> yeah. Not that I care about you and your whole deal at all, but have you ever been inside the carnival at all? No, 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 no. I've, I've only arrived too late, you see. I, right. I am a professor of interplanar telemetry. Basically, what this is, is it allows me to map the position of different planes atop one another, because they're all here. All in this moment, as you look out, all of the planes are kind of like a big sandwich, just kind of folded on top of each other, and sometimes a door opens up and allows one thing to come from another plane to this plane, and I think that's how this carnival gets here. And that's actually how I managed to map that this carnival was going to be here, right here, right now. Yes, 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 yes. I've actually been looking at this thing for a little while now, and I'm still trying to pluck up the courage to go in, but maybe I'll uh, follow behind the little... Uh, you... Uh, uh, Constipated crag, whatever you called yourself. Um. Yes, uh, we can. <laughs> we, we can. We can sort that out later. Um, uh, Your constipation? Yes, I actually do know. I have some t- tab- tablets for that. I could probably help you. Help He's you not constipated that. anymore. He's had several Wemville whips. My specialty <laughs> yes, coffee. Um, oh, I make it. It's wow. like. Does it? Yes, quite a quite the diuretic. Um, look. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I, hey, look, look, look. I, I threw the ball off in the air, and Laura, out of the park, okay? Oh, yeah, I love yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're all there. Um, yes, how, how traditionally, in, in your experience, Professor, how long after the appearance of the carnival does this um, vicious stabbing take place? Um, same night? Yeah, same night, same night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got, so like... To, so today... <sighs> yes, we um, looks at his wrist and is like, hmm, terrifying. Don't know why I looked at the back of my wrist. Ah, uh, we've got a few hours. So Brandon just turn, turns on his heel and starts marching towards the carnival. I'm just, I'm going. <laughs> well, okay. Listen, what are we going to do now, Isadora? We're going to watch him and see if he becomes possessed by the devils of the carnival. If he does, oh. then... Oh. We we will not step in, okay? Because that's he's gone. That's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can't help him. So I'll follow behind at a slower pace. Let him 
Let him see what's what. It's, he's, he's probably expendable anyway, I should imagine this. Isidore is deeply conflicted because someone in a position of authority is telling her what to do, but also her very dear friend and also kind of guardian from the watch is marching towards this dangerous carnival. So she's kind of... she's, she's Can, I, sort can of, I perceive this uh, this indecision in, in Isadora? I don't think Isadora is very good at hiding the oh, emotion no. she has. <laughs> I think the, probably the same thing that I say to like all of my students whenever like I like give them a task or whatever I always turn around to them I was gonna grab Isadora and be like but remember you have free will do what you will don't just listen to me follow your heart but also your mind and your mind should be saying listen to me (laughs) (laughs) okay um and so Isadora is gonna kind of walk slightly faster than uh, Professor Zendarin um, and sort of walk, be, try and be immediately halfway between Tor Brennan and the Professor at all times. Amazing. <laughs> and again, I will remind all of you, in order to like walk slower than me is a bit of an effort for you guys because I am tiny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am four foot tall and four foot wide. <laughs> he's, re- he's really running there and I'm keeping up with a canter. This is, jeez. What's Meredith? Meredith, you you going in as well? Yeah, I think Meredith just strides alongside Tor Brennan quite easily, and um, yeah, give, give, gives him a um, a set of earplugs. I feel like she probably keeps earplugs about. That would make sense. Musician, right? Um, and just hands everyone a set of earplugs and just goes, just in case it's like a sound mind control situation. Um, Smart. That's good. Really yeah, good. I can be quite re- resourceful at times. No, I don't. Um, I know it. Terrifying little criminal you must be. <laughs> I don't like you. A mastermind. <laughs> As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com r-e-a-l-m now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash realm Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. You all begin to walk through this arched entrance, and as you kind of approach it and focus on kind of where you're going, you realize... This entranceway is an enormous mall. No. It's a large, <laughs> like, <laughs> plaster uh, construction of an orc's head. Like, op- and you are walking through their mouth, like, some tusks out, and they're, like, jeering at you as you enter. And above, in, like, big, brash, lit-up letters, it says, Carnival du Vale. And as you walk through into this darkened tunnel, yes, he will be collect- like he'll be like taking out like a little like scalpel knife and just like scraping bits off of like the wall, like gathering as many little samples of different materials as he possibly can. Amazing. Uh, giving it a sniff. He's basically his aim for coming here is not really to stop someone from being stabbed. It's to ass- like to basically try and ascertain where. He believes that this carnival is on a different, like, exists on a different plane of existence to our yeah. one. And so he wants to try and track which plane it is from. Like, he has samples from lots of different planes of existence. And so therefore, he's like, he thinks that if he can test which, like, one it might be native to, he could potentially go there and have a conversation with these carnival owners uh, about their fabulous creation. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so you are a step into this tunnel and it gets very dark Uh, as you're walking through kind of behind you you feel the light of the day behind you start to like wink out of existence and you're just left in this dark tunnel and a and a dim light starts to illuminate ahead of you that you keep walking towards and all the while there's this kind of jaunty melodica and organ music playing through And as you come out the other end of this tunnel, it opens up into this enormous kind of midway area where you have all sorts of different tents around with different signs of games and an enormous show tent and a ticket booth right ahead of you. But the main thing that you notice is it's night time. Oh, good. Can I, is there any kind of like, uh, is there any kind of like check or anything I can do as I begin mm. to like sniff? I think my staff will like open back out again. Can I double check that we're definitely still on the same plane of existence? Like inside. Of course you can. This, uh, uh, I would love you to roll me an intelligence check. Uh-huh. Uh, Could I that- add consp- my conspiracy theorist background? <laughs> Yes. Please do. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just for everyone listening for the first time, uh, Jasper is going to roll a d20, add his modifier and level, and he has a special thing called a background, which everyone has, which are specialty things that they uh, know quite a lot about that they get to add to their role. So this is the first roll of the game. So please Ooh. add your um, 
add your conspiracy theorist background. Okay, that is a 23. Whoa! <clears throat> Amazing. Uh, you you pull off some readings, and um, it, this is really fascinating to you, because, like, you know that there are kind of, like, other planes that can be accessed. There's one very notable one called the Twine mm-hmm. that... Um, it's kind of this fabric of the world that kind of connects everything. It sits just above Vale, basically. And you kind of do a reading and you see that this thread that exists in this carnival jumps all over the world of Vale, kind of, and it passes through time almost way into the distant past. So it's not like you're, it's kind of not like you're in a different space. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're in a different time. Well, holy Christmas. That's, wow. Woof. <laughs> that's a lot. That's, wow, I was off, but like kind of not off, you know? And like, I kind of knew that, but like I was going at it from the wrong angle. You know what I mean? You know, it's like when you see, a piece of modern art, and you sort of go, oh, yes, that's, uh, you know, and you kind of interpret it in a way, and then the artist is like, no, and you're like, well, I kind of got there, but not really. <sighs> Oof, okay, boy, different time. Mm. Sorry, a different mm? time? Yes, we're in a different time. <clears throat> we're in a different time. Yes, we are, a different time. Basically, we've passed through some sort of uh, planar portal, or perhaps a <laughs> time-related portal, and we have arrived in a different time. This carnival takes place in a different, different time. This is so fascinating. We, I don't know exactly where or how far removed we are from our original time, but that is a good little bit, that is a good little tidbit of information. Could be quite useful for us, so... <laughs> That's uh, good. I wonder whether perhaps we should set about finding some of our... I, uh, through my uh, research uh, onto this study, which is 100% real, and I'm so glad this has been confirmed, it would have been really embarrassing if it wasn't, but I do know a few couple names, a few things we might be able to... a few people we might be able to seek out, maybe get some answers as to what's going on here. I know of a... uh, uh, there's a fortune teller, a... There's one of the lead clowns. We could, <laughs> it sounds a little bit scary, though. Maybe we don't want to find, find that one. I'm mm. not scared of clowns. <laughs> Why not, dear? They're terrifying. <laughs> no, they're fine. So, uh, The first thing you see ahead of you is um, you, you're actually in a queue of patrons who are all queuing to get tickets to enter, first and foremost. Well, I don't know if I want to be stuck in a queue, so I might just go and have a little speak with the uh, ticket officer there. Um, oh, that might be um, Riley. Yes, maybe I'll see. Uh, I'll know them with first name terms. They'll give you a free ticket. Everyone, follow me. You kind of push through the queue of people who are, like very annoyed at you. Like I am Karen an attendant style. from Athril, Okay, move out of my way. Oh, hello, Greg. It is you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Hello. Uh, you can't actually cut the line. Hey, Riley. Hello. You must be Riley. <laughs> what you all see at the ticket stand, and this is notable to you all. Uh, for different reasons, is this enormous metallic figure with like a screen where a face is displayed. 
uh, Meredith Torbrennan and Isadora would know this face as Pine Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Uh, this is a forge-born uh, person who has basically been put in uh, an elf, a, a wood elf that's been put into, whose soul has been put into this robotic figure to prolong their life. What's notable to you, Andos, is Forgeborn are a recent invention. Hmm. Hmm. This is interesting. Uh, Wait. Sorry, hello, you can't actually cut in line. Constable Silver? Pine? Are you talking to me? Yes. No. No, this is, this is, this is Riley. Is, uh, is he wearing, is he wearing his badge? He's wearing a carnival uniform, those kind of pinstripe vests. What are you doing? Hello, hello, and welcome. Salutations and uh, uh, and excitement to you all. Uh, it, welcome to Carnival de Vale. Uh, you you actually have to wait in the queue. Ah, but you see, my friend, we are an important uh, uh, official business from Athril. From what? And uh, you must be Riley, correct? How do you know? My name. Have we met? Do I'll I know of, you? I'll lean in real close. Give him a little. Yeah. Yes. What is, what? Yes, you see. Is it a secret? I know all about you, Riley. <gasps> I know all about you. Oh no. And I'm gonna need you to do me a favor, okay? I've oh, got you some know. really important business with yeah. Orion, and if we don't see Orion soon. You're going to be in a lot of trouble, okay? So... The Chief Clown? Yes? Surely not. You couldn't, have, you couldn't possibly have... Well... Have business with the Chief Clown. That would make you really important. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, right. Uh, but, but you need a ticket to get in. Uh, but why would I need a ticket? When I am an, I am an invited guest from Orion. I want a charisma check from you, Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does... He does know all of our names. <laughs> can I can I use my rich kid background? Of course you can! Yes. Yeah. I'll just also slip him a couple gold pieces. <laughs> uh, ooh, uh, 26. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely. A couple of gold pieces? I mean, that's, that's from Orion. Right. Well, that's pro. I mean, this is enough for four tickets, is the thing. So, like, you've basically... You've essentially paid for tickets, is the, is the situation. Andos is like... Yes, right. mm-hmm. uh, yes. Right. Well, uh, okay. Then how about this? Uh, you have to let us in. He waves his hand over and is, like, trying to <laughs> confuse you. I No, I agree. But you've got to convince the clowns that you're meant to be here. And so to trick them, why don't you four take some tickets in exchange for the gold, and then you can convince everyone you've got a ticket. You are very, very good, my friend. Exactly. You are going to go far. I'll put in a good word with you with Orion. Okay, thank you. Oh, wow, could you put in a word with them? Could you put in a word with with Madam Winterblossom? Um, sure. The founder, the owner of Carnival de Vale, the mastermind that put all of us together. 
Yes, absolutely. Yes. But you would know because you know all of this. I do. I do. And the thing I was thinking, I was going to go straight to Madam Winter Blossom as soon yeah. as I was done with her ride. Of course. Thank you, Riley Mitch. Hoopin. So, so helpful. Oh, just one more thing. Since I've, you know, given you the old, you know, and we know, and we've got a little thing, don't let that guy Greg in, okay? He's a little bit of a... Troublemaker. Just don't trust him. He's a shifty, shifty, shifty type. Uh, he's also from Athril, but he's he's got some... some I don't know uh, what that is. He, he wants to... <laughs> oh, right. Okay, it's uh, it's a super secret organization for super secret people. And, uh, what? Yes, they're really important. <laughs> That's why you can't know anything about us. Okay, bye! See, I told you I'd get us through the queue. Okay. Who was Constable, Sil who was Constable Silver? Um, don't worry. But anyway, Riley, um, it's your lunch break, I think. And you've, you've got to come with us. Okay, that's just a lot Orion of line. said. Orion said? Orion said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long line. I don't... Yeah, and that's fine. Sometimes people have to wait, and waiting means that, like, the gratification at the end is even better. So, yeah. just, just, just come with me. Orion usually yells. Yeah. If I leave, though. Uh, thing is... Is there, a, is there, like, a rope that could be drawn across the, the, the area between the line and the ticket booth? There absolutely is, yes. I do that. I sort of stride over and oh, and, oh, and, and okay. close the rope off. So sorry, well, everybody. Um, you can't actually. Uh, just, uh, it's it's watch business, I, and it's the first night. We'll, uh, we'll just be back in uh, in ten minutes. Five minutes, probably five minutes. More is like, probably the probably Don't ten. Get their hopes up. Um. No, it's just that it's the first night, and we need everyone to come in. Otherwise, this isn't going to kick off. Can I get a charisma check from Meredith, You absolutely please? can. Um, <laughs> modifier plus level, right? Oh, it's natural what? 20. Holy shit. Ooh. <laughs> 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 okay, ten, 10's probably fine, actually. Um, yeah. Because uh, the anticipation uh, of this wonderful night, the carnival, uh, the, the exciting uh, events, um, it's they're still on their way, so just you wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How did okay, you get involved in the carnival in the first place, by the way, Riley? Oh, I got hired by I got hired by Madame Winterblossom. Um, uh, uh, she said uh, you. She said you are excellent at yeah. standing here and taking money and handing out pieces of paper. And you and are. You're I doing need a great talent job. like that with my. Circus, that's what she said. So and what were you doing prior to to working at the carnival? Well, um, it was, I mean, it was a lot. It, it was a apples and apple-themed gr growth and development and production. And I sold the people, I grew apples, I sold people apples. That sounds cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So where are you, are you taking Riley slash Pine somewhere? Yeah, behind a tent. <laughs> Is there like a quiet area we might be able to do our mind control reversal situation? I'd say there in the ticket booth area there is kind of like a room off to the side where right. like the cash is kept. Yeah, that's going there. Perfect. We'll just drag this robot in there. <laughs> yeah, this uh, seven foot robot. I see sort of gesturing wildly to the crowd about how wonderful the show is gonna be. Um yeah, can 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 we try our, our mind control reversal spell? Yeah. We gotta see Chief Clown or what's what's going on? So 
the carnival's implementing this new thing basically where everyone needs kind of 10 minutes away for meditation for kind of mental well-being so um if you can sit quietly for 10 minutes that would be really useful for us really doesn't sound like anything anyone in charge of this would ever implement but you rolled a natural 20 yeah and that's why it's had to be implemented you know no one's looking after themselves properly i for one think it's an excellent idea yeah yeah and um i have some like affirmations that i can say that will help us to connect with our inner child and make us all better carnival goers and workers He, he knew my name i don't know how that there's still no explanation for that. I told you, I've, I I know the uh, I know the people who run this establishment. I've known them for uh, right. some time. Silly me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Correct. Sorry, you are very foolish. You. Very, very foolish indeed. But for sorry. reasons sorry. you're not even aware of. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I did, I did my best. Mm-hmm. Can we begin I mean, your best the meditation is not good enough, now? So Can we, we begin the meditation You've made him cry. I could use some affirmations. He's made of metal and you've made him cry. Well, I don't think he really deserves any affirmations, I'll be completely honest. <laughs> yeah, you see digital tears. Yeah, just oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, there is a spell to remove uh, mind control effects that you all have. Um, takes about 10 minutes, sitting in silence. Uh... Can I please get uh, Meredith and Isidore both to roll their spellcasting stats? Would Andos attempt to take charge of this spell and get involved and do it as well? Yeah, it can also be Andos if if Andos wants to get in on the mind control removal. Or leave it to the Has anyone communicated this to, like, this is the plan? I don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly think I genuinely think we've taken this this robot back here to do positive affirmations. I'm very confused because <laughs> he doesn't deserve any. Amazing. <laughs> That's fine. I'll like. I think Tor Brennan is like taking a step back and is keeping an eye on the door, just like just to make sure no one's sort of coming this way. Um, Amazing. Uh, this um, I've seen this before, Professor. Um, I had a little mind control thing implanted in my my brain it turned out and um uh, these two uh, young ladies were uh, able to remove it uh, by by means of of this particular spell um i don't know if it works the same on a forgeborn but i suppose we'll find out um okay. 10 minutes and then we uh, we we, sh- we should see can i get those checks yeah it's a 25 from me 25 uh, i rolled a, a natural 2 uh, oh so I got a nine total. <laughs> uh, the DC was 15, but let me just roll a quick charisma save for Pine, because one failure from each of the spellcasters determines what the DC is. Hang on. Pine rolled a natural one. Hey. <laughs> uh, is that good? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's Pine never rolled. Mm. Oh, not mm. Riley. Mm. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so you, uh, what I'm going to say is with that enormous 25, mm-hmm. um, Meredith, as you're casting this spell, uh, you do feel like there is a possibility to remove this mind control effect from Pine. But what you do feel is that... Um, this is a very large kind of ambient 
effect mm-hmm. that is existing uh, on a decent number of individuals in this place. You uh, feel that because Pine is a Forgeborn, is specifically a mechanical man who lives in an orb in a robot, it has less effect on him. Interesting. So while you haven't been able to successfully best it yet, it does seem like he is the one it would work on, but you're not sure this would work on other people. Interesting. Okay. So Riley is sat there confused as Isadora and Meredith chant either side of him. I don't know what any of these... Sorry, I didn't want to be rude and interrupt, but I just also don't... I can't... I don't know what language that is, so I don't... It's not really... It isn't calming. You're meant to just sort of feel the vibes a bit. Um, Yeah, it's like... um, It's like there's this artist that I really like that um, sings in just kind of random words, but and it's all more about the vibe of how the words feel than what they mean. So that's kind of what we're going for. Sounds ridiculous. It's great, okay? It does sound a little bit ridiculous, but Isadora's also... got really good taste in music. Okay. Right. Thank you. Um Right, but it doesn't doesn't um doesn't seem to have worked. So, yeah. uh ten minutes, that's the I have to I have to get people come Kim, it's still coming in. Because it's tickets, it's money, isn't it? Um it is. How much do you get paid? Do you get paid much in this job? <laughs> so the uh, the final the the finer print of the contract, uh, just like the details, haven't quite been ironed out. Okay. Uh, Do you have a copy of really that contract? Sa- I'd love to have a look. Uh, just because. so one of the finer details that hasn't yet been ironed mm. out is the writing of the contract right, down right. on paper. Verbal, yes, verbal yes. contract. Um, the existence sure. of the contract is one of the finer details that hasn't been... Mm. Yeah, in a sense, uh, in a sense it is verbal. In that uh, no promises in a, have been made. In, a, in, a, in another sense, it's very, very real. Why are you so obsessed with this weird little robot? Riley, like, what's the... I don't get it. Oh, so he's he's off, off well friend acquaintance um from back in new harbor um he's on the harbor guard with with tor brennan and and zongroff who is our friend who's missing um this is one of our missing fascinating this is good this is very good so it seems the carnival is not only does it uh, just appear out of nowhere but it also lures in i'm guessing the first few unfortunate people that walk in become the staff. Yes, they Wow, that is incredible because I have heard reports that each of these people that I know of, of, the the Orion, Marco, Cassandra, all have very different descriptions every single time I have uh, spoken to people. So they they always look different and this would explain. Wow, fascinating. Well, I hope we can stop your friends from being, uh, you know, burnt down with the carnival or, uh, you know, lost forever or mind scrambled or anything else it might be or indeed horrific. stabbed as you as you said or the one that stabbed yes mm. well, well, maybe um, they look, might get stabbed I think too. we can I think we can leave Pine here if nothing else if anyone tries to stab him it, it's not going to do anything is it 
Um, yeah. Yes, and it would be a shame to interrupt the, uh, you know, incoming of, of goods and into the into the carnival. You know, they're trying would to make it, a living here. Would it be a sh- would that be a shame to do that? Well, they're trying to run a business. <laughs> they are trying to run a business that mind controls people and then stabs one Listen, of them. Listen, I look, my old uh, chap. It's very important that we don't judge other planes of existence on their workers' work and the way they operate. We all have very different opinions of what, uh, you know, uh, uh, entertainment is. This might be perfectly acceptable in the place where this carnival has come from, which is why we should probably just go and have a little conversation with this winter blossom. I'm sure they'll be perfectly reasonable and they'll say, oh, I'm so sorry, we didn't realise that on this plane of existence it's totally uncool to, you know mind control people, use them as, as, as sort of weird little mechanical puppets and then use them to stab someone to death. That might just be perfectly you, um, normal where they come I, from. I, we can't judge them for that. Professor, I think we can are you, judge are you, a, are you a gambling man at all? Me? You, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, I'm something of a divination wizard, so gambling is a little easy for me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> of course. But yes. you can't put money on the fact uh, that whoever it is that is, is running this thing will at some stage in the next hour, I'm guessing, attempt to kill us. Hmm. Would I put money on that? Tell you what, I'll put some of your money on it. Fine. And I... <laughs> <laughs> All of you here... Um, the words of someone kind of calling out, and it sounds like to the those of you who know her, Zongroff's voice. Slam the door open and head in the direction of Zongroff's voice. <laughs> wow, I think I, I think he just agreed to bet with for for me with his own. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you all step out into this giant midway area between many different tents, and you hear the booming voice of one Zongroff. Growlshack, but it has a different air to it. It's more confident. It's more certain. And it's certainly more flowery than it has been previously. And on a stand addressing an enormous group of audience members in full waistcoat and top hat, you see Zongruff speaking to the audience. Step right up, step right up, distinguished guests, honored audience members. My name is Cassandra Winterblossom, and welcome to the first night of the Carnival du Vale. Wow. And that is where we are going to end today's episode. (laughs) Andos is actually freaking out now, I think, like... (laughs) So... Please could you all let everyone at home know where you can be found, starting with our magnificent guest, Jasper. Hello. I can be found under a rock, but um, if you want to find me on the internet, uh, you can find me at JW underscore Cartwright, uh, and I'm on uh, various other shows. Uh, well, you may or may not have seen me on a, 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 sh- a cool big show, which is exciting, so uh, I'm not going to say more than that, because I'm recording this way before then, um, but uh, otherwise you can find me on Three Black Halflings and Games and Feelings show, uh, come and uh, check out my stuff and follow me on uh, socials because you'll hear about all the cool things I'm doing there. Amazing. Uh, Laura. Hello, I've been Laura Girling. Um, you can find me across all socials with the handle by Laura Girling and popping up in other realms campaigns. Yay, Pip. Yay. 
Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Pip Gladwin. You can find me on, on one social media platform at Pip underscore Gladwin. Um, I'll let you work out which one. Um, <laughs> and whatever the fuck it's called now. Um, and uh, yeah, you can also find me popping up in a bunch of other realms, shows. Uh, and uh, I'm also a voice actor. Check out um, Series 3 of Victoriosity is maybe the closest thing, I think, in terms of yeah. release. Uh, not that there's an official release yet, although there might be when you're hearing this. Maybe. Uh, so in many ways, we're the ones who are time traveling in real life and in the uh, game, which is very exciting. Wow. Oh, nice. Uh, Maddie. You can find me on social media at Maddie is Abstract, and you can also follow the link in my bio to find out about the current projects that I'm working on, um, the games that I've designed, and also the streams that I am going to be appearing on. Amazing. Uh, James. Hello! In spite of a sizable public outrage campaign, I continue to be James Barbarossa. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on whatever form of the internet still exists whenever you listen to this, uh, at James Barbarossa or at Barbarossa Phone on Twitter. Uh, and um, you can find me in a perhaps a more stable place uh, at realmspod.com. Uh, dot com slash music uh, if you are interested in any of the music that you have heard in any of the games on realms because i make it and i'll make some for you I'll do it Woo! if you I'll pay him yeah. <laughs> if you pay me i'll do I'll it, do it. <laughs> amazing well i have been your game master zachary fortescom zach fg you can find me on i don't know fucking twitter or <laughs> Instagram or whatever the fuck else you want to find me on Z A C K F G. I don't know. Just what, social media is a hellscape at the minute. Elon Musk can honestly, go fuck himself. Honestly, I'm imagining all of our voices coming out of like a ham radio in a burned out building in a sort of wasteland <laughs> at this point. By October, so, yeah. By October yeah. of this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but of course, if you feel so inclined, please consider supporting Realms of Peril and Glory today. We have many different ways that you can do that and keep up to date with the show. The best of which is by going to patreon.com slash light and tragic, uh, where we give you great bonus stuff, ad free listening. Uh, there's Patreon exclusive series, including, uh, one set in Veil. I believe by the time this comes out, uh, our mobster series, Ve uh, Veil, Rapscallion Rule, and our spellcaster series, uh, Veil, Adventures, and Athril have all come out and they're very cool. And, uh, right. uh, got a lot of great guests, uh, like th many of the people here. Uh, Nathan Blades is on one. We've got mm. Naomi Clark in one. Mm. Uh, yeah, lots of fabulous people doing great games for you set in the world of Vale, as well as other stuff. If you're brand new to Realms of Peril and Glory, please check out the rest of the feed. We've got some great actual play that all sounds a lot like what you're hearing right now. Uh, we tell great stories with some fantastic games, uh, fully sound designed with gorgeous original music and some great performers to boot. So Heck check yeah. it out right now and just see what else is on the feed. Uh, yeah, keep up to date with us. Keep up to date with us on socials at RealmsPod, that's R-E-A-L-M-S-P-O-D, on all the social media platforms we can get our grubby little mitts on. Uh, we have a newsletter, realmspod.com slash newsletter to sign up, and there is a store where you can get some really cool merch. Check the podcast description for that. That's about everything I got for you today, so thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye!
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.